and welcome into another edition here of Brown's Big Picture here on the Sports and the World podcast. And whenever you're listening to us and however you're listening to us, I truly do appreciate taking time out of your day to listen. And with that, hope all of you are well and safe. And let's dive right on in. This particular topic here, you know, which is a dramatic change to what we talked about in last week's uh, Brown's Big Picture, it really, really, not going to say got to me, this particular one, but this one was full of, full of salt. It was very, very salty. And if you have high sodium, I suggest you stay away from this episode because there's a lot of saltiness going on. Meeting, you know, Paul Pierce, analyst on ESPN, basketball analyst, and he did his top five NBA list, as most of you know, if you see it on Twitter and on social media outlets. He had one glaring omission that caught everyone's attention, including mine. It is that, listen, he had MJ, Kareem, Bill Russell, Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant. And basically, the one he based it off of the last episode of The Last Dance, which if you haven't seen, please check it out. It's a very, very good piece of documentary. It's very good. It's a very good piece of docu- documentary. It's a very good piece of an example. And in it, he talked about building an organization, essentially saying that all players on this list built up their organization. And... I don't want to sit there and say he's wrong in that regard because he he's right to a certain degree. But this is where the problem lies with me. It is that if that's your only criterion, because he's basically saying that, hey, if you didn't build your organization, if you didn't make it relevant, then you're not a top five player. And I'm not going to dispute the fact that Michael Jordan made the Chicago Bulls relevant. They existed in Chicago and baseball was paramount. Cubs or the White Sox. Baseball, even the Bears, were, were a bigger sports ticket in Chicago pre-Jordan. So, I get that. Even when you look down, Magic Johnson drafted one. He won the NBA championship in his first year as a, as a rookie. He brought the Lakers back. I get that. Kobe. Kobe came to the Lakers in a transition where they were, listen, kind of building. And yeah, I can understand Paul Pierce is there, but this is where Paul Pierce loses me. And it's pure and simple. Now, for it's with Bill Russell. I'm not disputing that Bill Russell is a top 10 NBA player, but top five doesn't fit. And, and this is why it doesn't fit, because this is the thing that Paul Pierce fails to neglect. And I think this is where part of the saltiness comes in, because he's a fellow Celtic great. And, and, you know, he said that, oh, Bill Russell gets disrespected. Nobody's disrespecting Bill Russell. But you have to understand with Bill Russell, Bill Russell played in an era where there were like nine teams. It's my biggest argument to why I don't have Babe Ruth, you know, as a top 10 player. Not necessarily because I don't think Babe Ruth's not a great player. It's the simple fact that who you play with the level of competition matters. That's a bigger criteria to whether he built the organization. 
I could argue and make a point that, look, making a franchise relevant is a part of it. But listen, talent matters. If you're going to use that logic, then Stephen Curry could be on your list. Because what were the Golden State Warriors pre-Steph Curry, before Steph Curry became Steph Curry? People didn't, you saw him like, oh, he's great. And all of a sudden, Splash City, all of this coming together. I can make the same mark with Steph Curry. He has championships. He, he made a franchise relevant. But you know why people don't put him in their top five? Is because it's the same reason why people don't have Bill Russell in their top five. Because you have to sit down and peel through certain layers. Like in Shrek, you know, ogres have layers. This has layers to it. The reason why Paul Pierce did not put LeBron on this list is because of, once again, saltiness, bitterness, and there seems to be a gap in error logic. Because, listen, Charles Barkley, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, listen, guys who played against Jordan, listen, it didn't matter whether they liked Jordan. Listen, they all play on the same team, the Dream Team. But when they were competing, likability was superfluous. They respected Michael Jordan's game. That's why they think he's the GOAT. Okay, fast forward now. If you don't like someone, you get to do petty stuff like this. Oh, I'm not going to put him in my top five. And listen, the reason he gave that organization, what were the Cavaliers pre-LeBron James? Okay, I'm not saying the Cleveland Browns were a big, a hotter ticket. I'm not saying the Cincinnati Reds were a hotter ticket. But what was that organization before LeBron walked through that door? And no, when you get an explanation for that, listen, when he walked in that door in the 0304 season, when he was drafted, what was that organization? They were nothing. Let's face the facts. If you take away, like they were, they were good, but my goodness, the value of that team went up. The value, listen, and I'll say it, Paul, when the Celtics drafted Paul Pierce, the value of that organization did not get up because the Celtics were the Celtics. So Paul Pierce loses a lot of argument points. He talks about building up an organization because he himself didn't build up an organization. And if anybody could have a better seat to LeBron James' greatness, it is Paul Pierce. They played 39 times in the regular season. You know, Paul won 21 out of those 39 meetings. But this is where the rubber hits the road here, is the playoffs. They play in 30 playoff games. LeBron won 17 of them, but that's not the the stat to the focus on here. The stat to focus on is this. LeBron averaged 21 points a game, 5.3 assists, 8.4 rebounds. Pierce, 17 points, 2.8 assists, 4.8 rebounds. That's it. That's it. So when Pierce brings up the argument that, you know, you weren't, I could argue, fast forward again, when you got Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. You're talking about, what did you do? Because listen, in the nine seasons before those guys got there, you had four playoff appearances. Before Kevin Love got there, the six seasons, not, not including the Miami years, obviously. But when LeBron was 
a Cleveland Cavalier, five playoff appearances, and he went to the finals with arguably one of the worst teams, period. No disrespect to anybody on that roster, but they got swept. I'm talking Swiffer, Jet, swept. But you couldn't do that. In, so what did you do? You had to get a big three. So when LeBron left to Miami, you can't knock him because you did the very same thing. And more importantly, and this is my final point, your value as a player was not the same as LeBron James. And I mentioned this when I talked about my Mount Rushmore basketball. LeBron James' value over the replacement player is first all time. He's ahead of Jordan. Pierce is 21st. Pierce's teammate, Kevin Garnett, fifth. That's the point I point to and go, you criticized LeBron for not building an organization. He literally left Miami, went back, won a championship. And now he's in L.A. And if the season comes back, listen, could you not argue that they're not a favorite to win the championship? Look at LeBron's career. I'm not going to read his stats. You all know his stats. The problem here and the biggest disconnect, I think, by not having LeBron on your list is because you played in the same era he did. It goes back to my Jordan argument. Because nowadays, it's about, well, well, I don't like him. He's not Like, you know, Kevin Durant, oh, he's not on my list. I don't care. Look, that's literally saying that Wayne Gretzky is not on your list of all-time great hockey players. That's literally saying that whether you like him or not, Tom Brady is a top-five all-time quarterback. Likeability kind of goes by the wayside. It's about respect. If you couldn't respect the fact that LeBron, when it counted the most, smacked you around, then that's on you. That's your ego. Because the reality is simply this. My top five, LeBron's the second best player. I don't don't compare MJ to LeBron. Stop those debates because they're useless and they're stupid. I have MJ, LeBron, Magic, Kareem, and Kobe. If you, By putting Bill Russell on that list, it let me know it was personal because he could have easily put Tim Duncan on that spot. Wouldn't have said a word. Carl Malone wouldn't have said a word. It's the fact that he put Bill Russell, who no one's disrespecting Bill Russell here, but the reality is we both know, we all know why he did it. This is saltiness. This is pure saltiness. This is, this is high school jealousy stuff. It just seems like you don't like LeBron because he was better at basketball than you for points in your career. Get over it, Paul. Get over it. And listen, I want to hear from you guys and with our Sports in the World, with our daily, weekly poll question, is that give me your top five all-time players and is LeBron on your list? If so, where?
Is he in your top five? Is he top 10, top 15, or other? So that's my question to you is, is that where do you have LeBron James as an all-time great? Is he in your top five, your top 10, or your top 15, or other? So I want to hear from you guys. And remember to stay connected with us here on Sports in the World podcast. Head over to Facebook.com slash Sports the World. And as well, join our Sports in the World group where you'll hear all the updates related to the podcast, episodes, and announcements. And also on Instagram, at Sports the World. And also my personal Instagram, at CubbiesFan77 for thoughts and comments and all the sort. And don't forget Twitter, at Ladarius underscore Brown as well. Thank you for listening and taking time out of your day. I appreciate it. Until the next time, I see you in the picture. Be real and always be real. And thank you once again for listening to the Sports and the World podcast edition of Brown's Big Picture.